You're listening to Blood on the Tracks on TMB DOS Radio, a monthly, hour-long exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. Hello and welcome to Blood on the Tracks, an exploration and celebration of movie soundtracks and scores. I'm your host, Lee Russell, and this is episode 10, and we are in 2018 now. It was a busy month for me, so I'm kind of playing catch-up here, getting this episode out on time. So maybe my usual level of research isn't quite in this one. I apologize if that makes this episode a little lesser for anybody out there listening, but it just couldn't be helped. I was just really busy this month, so I was kind of rushing around at the end of this month trying to put this together. For the longest while, actually, this month, I was just kind of trying to decide what the topic was going to be. After watching one of my favorite Hammer films, Taste the Blood of Dracula, I just sort of decided upon, well, fuck, the music in this is really great. And who did the music for this? Well, one James Bernard. So why not just focus on the Hammer soundtracks done by James Bernard, who's probably the most prolific and well-known composer that Hammer employed. He did the stuff for all their really iconic films and a few obscure ones as well. Born on September 20th, 1925, he uh, studied music at Wellington College and then went into the RAF from 43 to 46. Came back out and finished up college in the Royal College of Music, graduating in 49. And he was doing some odd work here and there. He was mainly doing work on stage plays and radio. Although he did have a writing credit, his sole writing credit, with his fairly long-time partner, Paul Den, and that's romantic partner and collaborator as well, who was a writer and a critic. They did the screenplay for Seven Days at Noon from 1950, and that actually won an Oscar in 52. BBC's drama musical director, John Hollingsworth, who would uh, later work more with Hammer, recommended him to Hammer when they were looking for someone to score their adaptation of the uh, Quatermass films. They were looking to adapt the Quatermass experiment, and they brought him on board, and he worked out so well. He did the sequel. He did the unofficial sequel. And from then on, he moved on to do a bunch of films of Hammer, getting into the horror stuff in a 18- to 19-year collaboration somewhere around the, those lines. He did 23 movies for them between 55 and 74, and he did two episodes of the series from 1980, The Hammer House of Horror, which was a 13-episode anthology horror series. Bernard also orchestrated all of his work. The last film he did for Hammer was actually The Legend of Seven Golden Vampires. It came out in 74, I believe. And then he sort of worked sporadically here and there. He did come back in 1995 and scored Kevin Brownlow's restored print of Nosferatu from 1922, which is an excellent rescoring, I, I will say. And he died after a heart attack July 12, 2001, age 75. Iconic composer, I think. His signature sound is is pretty apparent once once you start listening to a lot of these cuts that I've picked. Um, I, I'll, I'll let you know right off front that mostly due to the time constraints and just the fact that a lot of this stuff is sort of hard to track down, most of these are just like the main titles, tracks from these films. There's some exceptions here, and I'll note them as I go along, but for the most part, I'm just going to name the film and we'll get right to the music. 
So we're going to start off with a few of his early takes here. His first three jobs for Hammer, which were the sci-fi horror, I guess you could say. The the Quatermass films are sort of sci-fi horror. So we had the Quatermass Experiment from 1955. We'll have some excerpts here from X the Unknown, which is the unofficial Quatermass film. Basically, Hammer lost the rights to keep making Quatermass films for a little while, so they just basically made a Quatermass film and just didn't call it a Quatermass film. Then he did Quatermass 2 in 57, and then we'll move on to the very first horror film he did for Hammer, uh, which really sort of started to solidify his signature sort of sound for Hammer, and this would be the Curse of Frankenstein from 1957, and after that we'll be back with some more music.
so since James Bernard sort of firmly became the in-house go-to guy for Hammer, basically became their main composer, he was doing other things as well. He wasn't just strictly horror. He also did the score for the excellent adaptation of The Hound of the Baskervilles, starring Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee as well in it. Excellent Sherlock Holmes adaptation. One of my favorite adaptations of that story. So we're going to look at the main titles and Legend of the Hound from that. Then we're going to get to some excerpts from another non-horror outing here from 1961. This is The Terror of the Tongs, which is I believe a remake of a previous Hammer film called Stranglers of Bombay or something along those lines. It's a very loose remake of that. This is actually notable for being, I believe, Christopher Lee's first real leading role in Hammer, as opposed to being a side player. Unfortunately, it's him basically in Oriental face. He would go on, of course, to play Fu Manchu quite a few times. And this is a different character he's playing here, but he's essentially doing the same thing. He's essentially uh, done up to look Chinese, and he's sort of doing the Fu Manchu kind of stereotype character, the yellow menace kind of thing. And then we're going to look at an interesting oddball from Hammer called These Are the Damned. Not only are the excerpts in this uh, his usual scoring from James Bernard, but there's also a song he wrote here uh, called Black Leather Rock. I don't have the credit to who's doing the vocals here, but it's kind of interesting. This movie was sort of about strange radioactive children that are living in a secret underground facility, and our protagonists end up running into them, and, well, things don't work out too well for our protagonists, let's put it that way. Uh, or the children, who are also innocents. Um, it's actually a pretty downer of a film. And this is an extended thing of excerpts from that so it, it runs about i believe 10 minutes something along those lines then we're going to finish off with kiss of the vampire from 1963 before we go to our break it was not part of the dracula cycle of hammer films it was supposed to be originally uh it, they were trying to think of doing sequels that did not include christopher lee in his iconic part this was one of those ones brides of dracula was the previous one but this this one was just decidedly not part of the series. Christopher Lee would come back in the next film. But yeah, we're going to look at that, and then we'll be back after a few messages and finish off the second half of the show.
Thank <laughs> you. 
leather, black leather, rock, rock, rock. Black leather, black leather, ta, ta, ta.
Warlock. Hello and welcome to Hello, This is the Doom Show. I'm Richard. And I hate the burning. Shh, who are you? Speak. <laughs> and I'm Brad. She came in and said, bark, 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 <laughs> and he said, bark, 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 and she said, bark, 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 bark. that's what I got. One is the Suspiria boner, the other is the Inferno boner. <laughs> which, anyway. Which one is crying? <laughs> The boner of tears. <laughs> Hello, this is the Doomed Show. Is available on Hello Doomed Show. Podomatic. Com and Doomed Movie Thon. Com. Hello, hello. This is the Doomed Show. Richard, Brad, Jeffrey, Nava. Badasses, Boobs, and Body Counts is a weekly podcast that discusses all things Grindhouse, Exploitation, Drive-In, and B-Movies. Your three hosts, Mike. We're, we're going to discuss the Renee Martinez-directed picture, the $6,000. What? Time, Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the name of the Super movie. Super Soul that's, Brother. That's the name. When you that's start the movie. DVD cover. When you start the movie, the first thing that's that comes up says. is the title, and it says $6,000. Mark. And I've been around a girl stroking a horse's dick somehow somewhere down the line i'm gonna use that clip against you (laughs) please do and listener favorite iris the deployment sock and i'm like deployment sock the fuck's a deployment sock he goes you know you know that sock that you just use oh my god you guys are so gross (laughs) see so it happens for real people do come inside we'll make you question your political correctness while laughing at theirs episodes drop sunday and can be found by searching for bb and bc podcast via itunes lipson stitcher google play music and everywhere else you can download quality podcasts from you can also listen to episodes directly from the show's website at bbnbcpodcast.com. You ungodly warlock. We're moving on now to the mid-60s with James Bernard's music. We have, first up, The Gorgon from 1964, which transplants the Greek myth into more modern times and uh, sets it in, I believe it's set in England. It's been a long time since I watched it, but it's sort of the novel idea of having Medusa running around England 
turning people to stone. It's fairly effectively creepy, although uh, Medusa herself, the snakes in her hair are a little shoddy. I can see what they were going for, and I appreciate what they were going for, but they don't quite hold up very well. Then we're going to move on to She, basically based on the story of the immortal white goddess or whatever in whatever lost city. This sort of involves She is always looking for like a husband or whatever. It's got sort of a romantic kind of tone to it. It's more symphonic, orchestral, romantic kind of score. Different side to James Bernard that we hadn't quite seen necessarily in his Hammer work up to this point. Then we move on to Frankenstein Created Woman, probably the most unique out of the Frankenstein series, that sort of long cycle that Hammer had going as well. This one, of course, Frankenstein brings a woman back to life. And there's a revenge plot there with some rich pricks who get their just desserts, and it's pretty good. Then we'll move on to The Devil Rides Out, which sort of tackles witchcraft and Satanism. It's been a long time since I've seen that one, but it is one of the best Hammer films. It's definitely one of the best late period Hammer films, but I, I would argue it's probably ranks up there as one of the top five Hammer films ever made. And then we're going to end off with the theme from Taste the Blood of Dracula from 1970. It basically starts off typical Bernard, the sort of uh, classic Dracula theme notes that he had been known for, and then it really shifts into this more romantic sort of thing, and that sort of goes with the subplot of this film, where it's about young love, and the younger generation sort of sowing their wild oats or whatever, and the older generation trying to poo-poo on that, although they're all a bunch of fucking Victorian hypocrites who are into debauchery and pornography and Satanism and any sort of weird kick they can get, but all the time being holier than thou and telling their children that they can't, you know, just go somewhere and fuck. Basically, that's what it is. Brilliant fucking movie, I think, and one of my favorite Hammer films of all time. Still my favorite Hammer title of all time. Taste the Blood of Dracula. Come on. That, that's, that's a great fucking movie title. So we'll... Look into these songs, and then we'll come back for our final block of songs and end off the show.
Okay, we're gonna finish off with three tracks now. First up, we're gonna have the finale and in credits from Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. Another great title, actually. This is the last of the Hammer Frankenstein films. They were going to conclude the series with the previous film, Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed, which is another great title, actually. But they decided to go with one more film. They brought back Terrence Fisher to direct this one, and this was actually Terrence Fisher's last film he ever directed. He was ill at the time, and he later passed away in 1980. And this one took place in a mental hospital with Dr. Frankenstein uh, experimenting on the patients there and building a new monster. And it kind of ended in a very open-ended way which was uh, weird. It didn't have a satisfying conclusion to the series, so although it's not like the series had much continuity between them anyway, even less than what the Dracula series had. Then we'll move on to The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires from 1974. This was a collaboration between Hammer and Shaw Brothers Studio, and they were trying to capitalize on the martial arts craze. Ill-advised. No Christopher Lee at this point. They were not going to have their real Dracula. They had a stand-in who kind of... It's it's kind of a fucking mess. And then we're going to finish off with something that I previously kept out of the lineup here. If you had noticed, I'd gone kind of in order of release. But I wanted to finish off with this because this is probably the most iconic of all of his scores. And this would be the title song from The Horror of Dracula from 1958. This is the real one that kind of really put him on the map at least in the minds of most horror fans. It wasn't the first horror film he did for Hammer, but it was probably the most James Bernard James Bernard score, if, if you uh, get my drift there. Anyway, I, I love this one, so I wanted to finish off strong. So there we go. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Yeah, who knows what's coming up next month. We'll see. Hopefully I'll get on it a little bit earlier than I did this. Till then, thank you for listening, guys, and we'll see you guys next month.
Thank you for listening to Blood on the Tracks. For other episodes of this program, as well as episodes of our main podcast, They Must Be Destroyed on Site, please visit us at tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through.